Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller and we are backstage at the Forbes 30 Under 30 Summit and I have the pleasure of speaking with the CEO and founder of Retool, David Sue. David, thank you so much for joining me. Excited to be here. Are there any other titles you'd like to add to that before we keep going? Oh no, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So David, what, what's your background and also tell me the inspiration for Retool. Yeah, so uh, Retool is sort of an enterprise software company. We started actually because we had a lot of problems as developers ourselves, engineers ourselves, building sort of internal software. Yeah. And so we're like, maybe there could be a faster way of building all the software. So that's how we first got started. Mm -hmm. So how is AI kind of affecting Retool? Yeah, it's actually sort of a really big tailwind for us in mm -hmm. the sense that I think a lot of people now are looking, a lot of enterprises especially, are looking to how can I sort of incorporate AI, how do I build more apps that use AI, et cetera. So it's a real tailwind for us, which is pretty exciting. I love how you're just like, you know, you're just gonna like build retool. No, David, <laughs> no, that's just not how things work. A lot work. of things went wrong along the way. <laughs> have to talk Tell about. me about some of those things that went wrong. I'm sure someone would appreciate it. Yeah, well, let me think. Uh, what's a stressful moment? Um, so we went through this accelerator called White Combinator. Okay. Um, and uh, White Combinator happens twice a year. and. Uh, at the end of every batch, uh, there's something called a demo day, which is sort of where everyone goes and presents uh, sort of uh, your idea and what yeah. you worked on for the past few months. And uh, the idea that we initially worked on actually was so bad, we didn't even want to present it. And so <laughs> it was uh, actually kind of embarrassing to some uh -huh. extent because all of our friends that we were in the batch with were going up and presenting and raising money and you know, we felt so you know, proud of them. Yeah. And we felt so ashamed ourselves. <laughs> we were like, wow, we have nothing going on. We have nothing to present. We really want to come back you know, in three or four months. So. Yeah. That I think was sort of a pretty uh, low moment, if you will, where we were really doubting like, hey, are we you know, starting the right company? Are we doing the right thing? So, so how did you overcome that? Uh, it was hard, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Um, I think we were really lucky to have sort of a bunch of advisors around us. So for example, Y Combinator, uh, sort of some of the group partners were very supportive. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, look, a lot of startup ideas don't work out the first time, actually. Uh, you know, we funded you guys not because we thought the idea was great. In fact, we thought the idea was bad, but we really believed in you. Uh, and I think hearing you know, someone sort of say such supportive things obviously was very helpful uh, in getting through. Uh, they really that, believed so. in you. What was it about you that they believed in? Oh, you should ask them. Uh, if I had a guess, it was probably something along the lines of, I think probably uh, one of the most useful skill sets of starting a company is people learn very quickly. Yeah. And so uh, sort of approaching company building and sort of a, uh, I have some ideas about the world, but look, I'm probably wrong, you know, some mm -hmm. percent of the time. Let me learn about which areas I'm wrong and being sort of open-minded and sort of low ego, I think is a uh, quality I hope to have, so. Did you feel lucky to know that like, wow, they believed in me, they didn't really believe in my company because think of all the pitches people must hear and all the no's they give out. Yeah. Like, I, did you feel lucky? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I think just to give you a sense, like when we were raising our seat round, uh, this was five, six years ago, I think sort of, it's like every story you hear basically you end up getting something like a hundred no's basically at three yeses. Mm. And of course the three yeses are what matter. Uh, and you feel great about that, but you do go through like a hundred no's. And so the three yeses to some extent are lucky, but uh, it's certainly, uh, there's certainly a lot of luck and I'm you know, fortunate to have benefited from something. So, so when you hear though, no, those no's, do you think, okay, we need, to, we need to fix something after each no, or do you just think they weren't for us? It's mostly the latter, but it's probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that if you want to start a successful company, you do have to be open-minded. Like you're probably going to be wrong about this. And so uh, 
you know, uh, behind, let's say, 100 nodes, probably like 90 of them, it's, you know, just not a good fit, for example. Yeah. Behind, but behind 10 of them, there maybe is sort of some uh, learnings you should take away. I'm like, oh, maybe I like presented or pitched this sort of the wrong angle or wrong way, and that triggered something in that other person, and so they said no for that reason, so I should you know, try not to do that in the future. So I certainly think uh, no's are useful for learning, but I don't think you should sort of over-rotate on every no you get either. So mm. it's kind of a... Fun balance. So as an entrepreneur, let's say someone has a job that they don't really like and they're thinking, I'm going to quit tomorrow to pursue my passion. Would you say go ahead and do that and, I don't know, pray that you're going to stay afloat <laughs> or, you know, stay in your current position and, and wait? So I think this is a great sort of 30 under 30 thing too, um, which is the best time to start a company, if you can, is when you're young, uh, yeah. when you're in school, actually, ideally. Because at that point, it's sort of... Uh, you have a lot more free time, if you will. Whereas if you're working, let's say like, I don't know, uh, nine to seven at a company, and it's gonna be hard to find the free time or the energy really mm -hmm. to go start a different uh, company and start a new idea, which takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And so I've always, and I think we were just really lucky that sort of the idea for Retail Orderly came from uh, us having worked on a bunch of side projects when we were actually at school. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful because during school you can just work on so many things, right? So I think starting young is <laughs> ideal if you can. Uh, Otherwise, I would say, I think it is risky. I have a lot of friends now who are starting companies uh, without any idea. These kind of quit their job. They're like, let's see what happens. That I think is really dangerous. I think you really want to have an idea at least and maybe ideally approve it out a little bit before you leave your job. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's a balance too. So. It was dangerous, but did it work out in the end? It did uh, for me. It did, but <laughs> I don't, uh, I, like you said, I was, you know, I was lucky, right? Yeah. And so... I think if I were to flip this coin, you know, a hundred times, for example, is it gonna look like this, you know, a hundred times? Certainly not, so. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for those who wanna become an entrepreneur? Hmm. I think the entrepreneur skill set actually is a pretty sort of distinct one. It's sort of one where, uh, sort of like aforementioned, you have to be open-minded, be low ego, be open learning, stuff like that. But you also have to have conviction in your beliefs, for example. And so maybe one thing I would maybe uh, challenge people to sort of think, I think starting a startup now has become sort of this exciting thing that a lot of people want to go into. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not sure everyone should be starting a startup, actually. Really? And Why? So, uh, well, you may not have the personality for it. Like, for example, if you are, let's say, uh, too open-minded, I think that's probably bad because you don't sort of have enough conviction sort of in your own idea, for yeah. example. If you're too, let's say, close-minded, it also doesn't work either because you're, again, going to be wrong about some large percent of things, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I think having sort of that low ego, willingness to learn, openness to learn, openness to feedback, stuff like that is actually a pretty sort of critical skill set, I think, for starting a company. And all the successful founders I know have that. And so if you don't have that, like maybe you should think about that for a, for a second before starting a company. So. Absolutely. Well, David, before I let you go, I'm curious, what is one thing you do every single day that you believe contributes to your success? I read quite a bit, uh, so reading is a lot of fun. Uh, I think it, uh, sort of different books serve different purposes for me. I really like fiction, for example. Fiction, I think, is sort of great for building empathy, seeing the perspective of, of others. Oh. Nonfiction, different purpose. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Absolutely.